I'm pulling out of the parking lot. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work. And Mark had to do a little errand before we started drive to work today. So, but I promise you, uh, A, I'm very close to home, and B, if I need a few extra minutes, I will sit in the parking lot and make sure you get your full content today. So, today is number four in a 10-part series I'm doing on color pairs. So previously, I have done white-blue, I've done blue-black, I've done black-red, and today we're up to red-green. So what I do in these podcasts is I talk about each color, sort of what each one represents, and then I talk about the overlap between the two, and I also talk about where, where they differ from each other. So um, what does red and green do? Where, where are they similar, and where are they... Um, you know, what happens when red and green get together? Okay, so to start, let's talk a little bit about philosophy. That's like where I like to start these things. Okay, so red, red believes that you, within you, that you have a passion that speaks to you, that every person should know what to do because their body is telling them what to do. They have feelings and emotions, and that is just follow them, follow your heart, follow your passion, that each person has this, this hidden or not even hidden, this message that, that's communicated to them, and that all you got to do, do you want to be happy? Follow it. Your, your body is telling you what to do. Now, green, green believes that there is a natural order, and that the, the key to life is learning to accept what is. That the natural order is this thing of perfection, and that the key to happiness is accept it. You know, realize your role and your part in it. So the overlap you'll notice in red and green is they're both very inward. Both of them believe that inherently there's something within that is telling you what you need to do. Now, red believes it is more emotional-based. Green believes it's more instinctual-based. You know, so the difference, people ask this a lot. What's the difference between emotion and instinct? I use these terms a lot. So emotion is little higher brain function. It's like I have stimuli based on things. Things happen. I want to do things in response to them. So you make me mad, ah, I want to hit you. Uh, I, I have a great loss, I want to cry. You know, um, something is awesome going my way, I want to laugh and jump around. You know, that whatever I'm feeling, uh, emotions are more um, uh, brain responses to the stimuli. Instincts, on the other hand, go a little deeper. Instincts are, are almost biological form. Uh, there are things like... Um, hunger and thirst and, you know, drives that you have. They're just, you know, fight or flight um, where, like, you just have these, these gut impulses. So the difference between emotions and instinct is um, if you take any animal in the animal kingdom, they have instincts. Every animal has instincts. But only the, the smarter animals have emotions. Um, you know, if you take a little... Um, a little field mouse. I'm, I'm not sure that the field mouse has a wide range of emotions, but it has a lot of instincts. You know, um, insects will have instincts. You know, anything that has any capable of, of cognitive thought has has impulses. I'm sorry, has instincts. Um, but impulses tend to come more from an emotional place. And so um, humans and there's there's other animals that clearly have demonstrated emotions. Um, but anyway, the, that's the big difference. There is emotions are more stemmed from. Things you want to do as a result of external things, where instincts are more like survival things, in order to get the food I need, in order to not die. You know, the, instincts are much more about base things, um, where emotions are a little, a little more nuanced. But both colors, both red and green, say, I, within me, there is something. That I'm, I was born with stuff, 
you know, the green is very much about uh, you know, the green blue conflict is nature versus nurture. You know, green believes that you are, you are born the way you are. Red, on the other hand, is all about emotion. Red, the red blue conflict is emotion versus intellect. But the big difference, I think, between blue and the two enemies, red and green, which are the shared enemies of blue, that blue looks outward. Blue says, I want to find answers. So blue is looking elsewhere in the world. Blue isn't so concerned about what's within. Blue is like, I want to find answers, and those answers are external. Red and green are like, I have the answers. They're already within me. Red is like, I feel things. Green is like, I instinctually know things. So that those two colors are not as much about exploring the world around them as satisfying the world within them. Now, there's differences between red and green. Um, Red, for example, has a much more selfish streak. You know, red's ally is black. White, uh, green's ally is white. There are other allies. Well, white is all about the group. Black is all about the self. Well, red's a little bit more about the self than green is. Red is like, what am I feeling? What should I be doing? Where green really understands it's part of a larger ecosystem, that it's part of a you know, web of life. Now, it's not that red doesn't care about others, because it does, but red cares about others that it has an emotional stake in. If it loves somebody, red will do, you know, red is willing to sacrifice itself for the ones it loves. It's not like black. Red is not quite as selfish as black in that regard. But red will not, like, just go out of the way for someone that it doesn't have an emotional attachment to. Green, meanwhile, green feels very connected, you know. No, green has a... Green believes that the web of life does not mean there's not predator and prey. Very much there's predator and prey. Green has no problem going, I'm the predator, you're the prey, I'm going to eat you. Um, Green does not have white's desire to uh, keep the peace of, keep everybody, you know, keep everyone out of harm's way. Green's like, no, no, no. You know, the nature of life is there's harm that comes to people, but they shouldn't unnaturally die. That killing things that are not part of the natural state. That's why green and black don't get along. Um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about where red and green tend to overlap. So, mechanically, um, we'll start with creatures. So red and green um, both have um, some pretty beefy creatures. Um, Green gets a little bit bigger. Red red tends to start a little bit smaller and not quite get as big, where green has a little bit on the small end, but has more on the medium end and a lot more on the large end. So um, green and red tend to overlap in the middle. They, They both have a lot of three threes and four fours and stuff like that. Um, green tends to get some little bigger stuff. Red, because it's a weenie color, will get some smaller things. Um, but because they have some girth to them, um, both of them have trample. That's the mechanic that they share that both do. Green is primary in trample. Red is secondary in trample. Um, but both colors get it at common. You know, it, it, it's an ability that both colors get very frequently. Um, now, red is primary in haste. Green is tertiary in haste, um, which means that red gets it all the time in common. Green gets it, eh... Not a common, maybe once or twice a block, usually on constructed level cards, because the reason it's in green is more for constructed. Um, So from a limited standpoint, you don't see haste at common. Maybe you see it on one card, two at most, usually no more than one per set. So haste doesn't really show up all that much in limited, but in constructed, where the better cards in green, you know, the, the... it is used by the development team to help green and constructed. So haste is much more of a green constructed thing. Also, red is secondary and intimidate. Black is primary. And green is also like tertiary and intimidate. So uh, black gets intimidate and green occasionally gets intimidate. Um, 
as far as ability uh, interacting with creatures, um, both red and green do power pumping. Uh, they, and they do it in two different ways. One, they both have spells that will pump their power. The difference between green and red is green has giant growth, so green pumps power and toughness, so not just power, where red pumps power. You know, red usually is plus N plus O. It doesn't buff toughness. And if it buffs toughness, the power is higher than toughness, like plus two, plus one. You will not see plus N plus N uh, very often in red in instance onto creatures. Um, the other thing is the power pumping also will come on abilities. Red's most popular ability is fire breathing, where you spend some mana, usually a red mana, and it gives it plus one, plus O, or plus N plus O till end of turn. Green, green, meanwhile, has what we call the root walla ability, and what that is is you spend a some amount of mana, it gets a bonus, usually a power and toughness bonus, but you can only do it once per turn. But it's a larger bonus, like plus two, plus two, or plus three, plus three. So the idea is you have a creature that can sort of puff up, which is what uh, Chuck Walla does. Root Walla is originally named after. Uh, in Tempest, we made a card called Chuck Walla, uh, and then when the art came back from the artist, they thought we had made up the name. And the art didn't quite look like a Chuck Wall, so we renamed it to a Root Wall, which is our, our version of a Chuck Wall, I guess. Because um, they, they puff themselves up, which is the theme. Uh, so red and green both do power pumping, just slightly different in how they do it. Okay. Um, another thing that's a, a creature-related thing is fighting appears in both red and green. It's, it's primary green, secondary red. So fighting is when you say, this creature and that creature get into a fight. I do my power to them, they do their power to me, and we'll see who survives. So the idea is, it kind of forces what is kind of like a creature combat, but outside of creature combat. Um, it's not exactly creature combat, because not all the abilities carry over. Um, stuff like uh, Death Touch and First Strike don't, don't matter. Um, but uh, it is something in which the idea of things fighting... Red and green are the two primal colors. Um, red definitely believes... I mean, they're violent in the sense that they accept violence. Red says, okay, you know, one of the impulses of humans is to fight. That's a natural thing. Hey, if you feel like you should fight, you should fight. Green is like fighting is just essential what, what beasts do. And so, hey, it's just a way of life. It's a way they interact. So red and green are the two cars that go, you know what? Fights happen. Um, white is like Mr. Peaceful, you know, or... Uh, I mean, white, white's the one that says, I don't want, I don't want creatures fighting. Um, and blue and black might understand at times it's necessary, but blue is not good at fighting, so blue really doesn't want to get into the fight. And black fights when, when it absolutely has to, but it doesn't want to fight unless it has to. And only red and green are the two that kind of embrace just combat in general. Um, also with creatures, both colors have different kind of blocking restrictions. So um, red, red's most common blocking restriction other than Intimidate, is what we call the Goblin Wardrums ability. And what that is, it says, I must be blocked by two or more creatures. I'm big, I'm intimidating. You want to block me? You must block me by you know, two or more creatures. I'm not easy to block. You must team up to block me. Uh, I think green is what we call stalking. Neither of these, by the way, are the... These are just nicknames. These are not keyworded things. Um, goblin Wardrums comes from the card Goblin Wardrums, and stalking comes from the card Stalking Tiger. So the stalking ability says, I can only be blocked by one creature, no more than one creature. Um, so red and green do something similar, but are flip sides of the coin. Red are like, I can't be blocked by one, and green is, I must be blocked by one. I may only be blocked by one. Um, usually the way it works that way is um, green tends to have big creatures, and so it's like, it's hard for you to block me because I'm big enough that unless you have something big enough to deal with me, you can't team up to block me. Um, okay, some other acts, another uh, overlap here. Oh, I'm sorry, let me finish creatures. 
Uh, another thing that deals with creatures is red and green are both uh, token-making. All the colors make tokens, um, but in order, white makes the most number of tokens, then green, then red, then usually black, and then blue tends to be fifth, although there are certain sets where blue makes more. Um, all the colors can make tokens. It's something we give to every color. But on a regularity, for example, I don't think we put out a set that doesn't make a white or green token. And most, most sets, make a, especially large sets, will make a red token. Um, and uh, red tends to make a lot of little things. They often make goblin tokens. Green makes a little bit bigger. Green sort of given white the small tokens, and green now tends to make the bigger tokens. So usually the small token these days are usually 2-2. Two, two. I mean, every once in a while, green makes a 1-1. One, one. But usually they're 2-2 two, two or 3-3 three, three or 4-4. Four, four. Green tends to make a little bit bigger tokens. Um, the other thing that red and green, as far as creatures, is both of them care about the size of the creature. Um, it was... We just recently, um, cons in Crons, there's the ferocious mechanic that cares about things being of certain size. Um, that played really well with red and green. It's something that red and green both do. Red usually cares about power, where green can care about either um, toughness, power or toughness. But it's something that red and green both do because they have a decent amount of size to them that they can care about it. Okay, what else can red and green do? So red and green are the two colors with the best access to mana. The difference is green is more long-term and that green both can get land and can do things like land or elves and things that tap produce mana. Green's mana production is permanent, meaning it tends to get things that will every turn produce mana. Gets lands, has creatures that produce mana. Red has one-shot mana. So red is sort of like, I cast a spell and get a whole bunch of mana that I can use right now. Red gets rituals. Red gets creatures that can sacrifice themselves to produce mana. Red gets mana, but one-shot versions of mana. I get mana right now. And that ties a little bit into that red is very... Red is the color most about the immediacy of right now. I want something right now. Red's the least of the short planning. Red's the least long planning of the colors. Um, green is a little more long planning. Green definitely is building itself up. Green gets its, its mana to build up to get to bigger creatures faster. Um, so red and green both have a speed quality to them, but are very different. Red is trying to get out small things as fast as it can and just defeat you before you can stop it, where green is trying to quickly ramp up into big creatures. Okay, uh, also, red and green both have a pretty destructive quality to them. Red believes that, I mean, red is definitely the color that believes that, like, destruction is, is something that you need to do. Uh, red's liability is that red can only destroy things that it can tangibly get its hands on. So red will destroy artifacts, red will destroy land, um, red will destroy creatures with direct damage. Um, green, on the other hand, um, green also has a very destructive side, but green... One of Green's philosophies is that it uses its creatures to kill the other creatures. So, um, Green is allowed to kill flyers and artifact creatures because it can kill artifacts and it has an anti-flying thing. We'll get to the anti-flying thing in a sec. Um, so, Green can kill... Green can destroy anything but creatures. That It's allowed to destroy non, non-creature permanents. Uh, which means, by the way, that Green happens to be able to destroy planeswalkers... Uh, and red, with its direct damage, happens to be good at destroying planeswalkers. Not directly, but indirectly, because you can redirect the damage to it. Um, so red and green both have means to deal with artifacts and land and planeswalkers. Green also can deal with enchantments, which red has a big problem with. Um, the reason, by the way, that green destroys artifacts also is the blue-green conflict has a lot to do with um, artifice versus nature. Natural things versus artificial things. Blue believes that whatever it needs to do to get what it wants to get done. So Blue's a big believer in technology. That Blue is very much the idea of let's adapt and make new things. Green is like, no, 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 appreciate what we have. And so a lot of artifacts represent new technology that Green's not so fond of. So Green's more than happy to smash to bits 
um, the technology. Red smashes into bits because red just kind of likes destroying things, where green is more like, has a, doesn't particularly like artifacts. Okay, now let's get to anti-flying. So red and green happen to be the two colors that do the least amount of flying. Uh, blue is the center of the flying. White does a lot of flying. Even black does a decent amount of flying. Red and green do very, very little flying. Every once in a blue moon, they'll have a little flyer. Um, red's one big exception is it gets dragons and it gets phoenixes. So at high rarities, red will have some bigger flyers, but you don't see it at lower rarities. So red and green and limited especially tend to have problems with flying, um, but they each have some weapons to deal with it. So green has reach, so it has the ability to block flyers, and it has a lot of anti-flying spells, spells that directly hurt flyers. Um, one of the places you'll see direct damage in green is green can do direct damage to flyers. can also do it to artifact creatures because that's the two kind of creatures it's allowed to do damage to. Um, red uh, doesn't... Red every once in a while pulls out flyers. You, you can tell that red's the second anti-flying color because every once in a while it'll, it'll, it'll hammer extra hard on flying creatures. But mostly, uh, the reason it doesn't do more... It did more in the beginning. Uh, Earthbind and Vertigo. And early in Magic, there was more anti-flying. Then we just realized that, like... You know what's really good against flying creatures? Direct damage is good against flying creatures. And so red, one of Red's most natural things just handled it really well anyway. So the decision was, okay, every once in a while we'll mention it. Um, we'll mention little anti-flying stuff so you get a sense that Red doesn't like it. Red, by the way, is very... I mean, Red and Green also overlap in their love of Earth. Uh, red loves the Earth because Red is very much about the elements of Earth and fire. So Red likes rock and dirt and you know, Red. Red appreciates the Earth itself. Green, meanwhile, is a color of nature. And so it appreciates the earth in, in a, a very tangible way. Just like blue, it's enemies in the sky. Green is the ground. So red and green also overlap in sort of the love of, of the earth, of the dirt, of the, you know, that they both have a tie to the land. Okay. Um, also, what else to see? Uh, red and green uh, also, because of the tide of the land, all the colors are allowed to care about their basic land type. Um, and so you will see effects. We do cycles every once in a while where everybody sort of counts up their basic land type. Um, but red and green are two colors that do it um, outside of cycles, that they will do it normally. Um, and I think the... Uh, and you look at the, the core set, you'll often see green or red count up its, its basic land type, you know, count up forests or count up mountains, and care about that. Um, and that's a very common thing for it to be doing. Um, I think that that, that is the... Um, so. The thing to recap here is that red and green... Um, oh, well, where, where are red and green? Where are they different? That's a fine question. Um, red, for example, is very into destruction, and red is very good at destroying creatures with damage. Green has a much harder time. Green... One of green's issues is green wants to deal with its creatures um, through, through other creatures. And so... If red has no creatures on the board, it is fine dealing with creatures. It has tons of direct damage. It has lots of means to direct with creatures. If green has no creatures on the board, it has a horrible time dealing with creatures. Green does not directly get to affect creatures. Now, go to the flip side for enchantments. Green is very good at destroying enchantments. It's, it's got it's the, the home of naturalize. You know, it's got lots of answers to enchantments. Red, well, it's not tangible. You can't touch it. So red just has a real hard time with enchantments. It's one of the things that, that red has the biggest problem with. Um, and those are just very, very different. Um, also, um, oh, here's an overlap I forgot to mention, which is uh, the lure effect. So 
green will have lure, which means that you must be blocked. Um, sometimes it does, uh, everybody must block me, and sometimes it does, somebody must block me. Um, red just does the, the latter. Red just does, somebody must block me. Uh, red doesn't make everybody block, but red's like, well, I want to get in a fight. Some, somebody's got to fight me. Uh, and so they overlap there. Um, although red is more about the panic effects, which is you can't block me, than about you must block me. Where green um, tends to more often have, like, you must block me sort of thing. So they, they differ a little bit there. The green's more about sort of provoking the fight, where red is often about avoiding the fight. Um, I mean, red, red doesn't mind fighting if it has to fight. Um, other areas of difference is... Um, I, I think that red and green... While they both have a, a sp- speed quality of what they're trying to do, um, the difference there is red, red is not looking for long-term gain. Red is looking for short-term advantage, and kind of it's the color with the least amount of long sight. Um, now, blue, red's enemy, has the most long sight. But green is, a, green is a color that, while it's trying to be fast, has a much more of a long game, much more so than red. Uh, and part of it is... Green is growing into bigger and bigger things. And so as the game progresses for green, it just makes things um, harder and harder to deal with. Where red's philosophy is one of, I want to hit you fast before you can establish yourself. So green is about establishing itself, and red is about hitting you before you can establish yourself. So in some ways, they're very different there. Um, The other thing that also is sort of philosophically different, um, like I said, one of the ways to understand how colors are different uh, if they're ally colors, is by looking at their shared enemy. So, I'm sorry, not their shared enemy. They're uh, opposite allies. They're, they're conflicting allies. So red's ally is black, and green's ally is white. So black is the most self-centered color. Black is very much about me, me, me. How do I advance myself? Green, I'm sorry, white is very much about the good of the community. How can I make sure the community will thrive? So white wants peace, black wants power. You see that a little bit in how red and green, that red is a lot more... Red wants to achieve things that personally helps red. Now, red will want to help things that red is connected to. You know, red, red has, has ties to other things, and so it goes a little broader than black. Black is very much what benefits me and everybody else can, can be damned. Where red is like, well, who do I care about? And I care about more than just me. So red has a wider circle of what it cares about. But red is it's still very focused on things that it has a direct emotional tie to. Um, in some ways, that's the big difference between red and green is red, like red circle, if you will. If you talk about the circle of how much you care about things around you, black is very, very tight around itself. Red is bigger than black, but the next smallest. That You have to have an emotional tie to something that red cares about for red to care about you. Um, Meanwhile, white is the biggest. White cares about everything. White is trying to help everybody. Green is the second biggest. Green really has a sense of the community and really is looking out for the community. Now, like I said, that doesn't mean that green is trying to save everybody, but it does mean that green will look out for... Like, if somebody is trying to harm the the ecosystem in a way that green does not like, green does look out for others in a larger sense. Oh, do not kill off these creatures because that will imbalance the system. Green is very big on the system. Um, and that's another difference where I think black and sorry, uh, red and green differ from black and white, is that I think green leads more toward the spiritual side because it connects to white. Of There's a greater purpose. That, that there's something that ties us all together. Um, so while green definitely um, is following its instincts, green has a larger sense of its place in the world 
which I think ties very much in, into white, where red um, is thinking about its own personal place in the world. And so it is much, it, it is much more thinking about, about how, how it advances, you know, and doesn't quite think like green does about the bigger picture. Um, but I, I think there's a lot more in common, that when red and green get together, the kind of things you see are big, beefy creatures that like to fight, that, that trample or that, that uh, you know, are pumping their power, you know. The green and red, when they get together, are very much focused on conflict. That when you get to the gruel, for example, which is red and green in Ravnica, that they're all about, like, living by, you know, living by your, what you're able to accomplish. That red and green, when you get together, is very um, survival of the fittest. You know, that whatever you're able, whatever you can, you can gather and take, can be, you know, not in a black way, not so much in a selfish way, but as much in, in a, like, you need to be able to, you know, the person in charge should be the biggest guy you know, or guy or gal, whoever's the person that's the most powerful, you know, and that a lot of the way the gruel functions is who is, who is the most powerful in the right now, who, who's the one that's proven themselves, and that there really is this constant kind of fighting for power, and that there's no, there's not as much a long-term quality to it, it's right now, who's the person who's able to, to be the biggest fighter. Uh, the fact that Borigmos is able to last as long as he did is a great testament to, to the Cyclops, because he's, he's big and bad. Um, so uh, the other thing that I, I think in general about red and green is that they are very much into the, um, they're very much into the, they forgo, they're the ones that most forgo society, that most forgo any sort of sense of inherent structure, um, that they kind of believe that like there's a natural rhythm that they need to follow and that they need to follow that rhythm and that. They're the most nomadic of, of the color combinations. They're the most ones that are sort of... Um, when they say they fight, it's just kind of they do what needs to get done, and they, 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 they're they very much about the bare basics. Um, I think you saw that Teamer was red-green, I mean, it was blue as well, um, because they're very much with, like, survival of the fittest quality, of, you know, we, we can brave the environment because we're, we're, we're the toughest guys around. And that red-green definitely have a lot of that quality to them. Um... I mean, designing is funny. Uh, when you combine color, color pairs, um, you, there tends to be some overlap, which is where you're drawn. You know, if you put black and blue together, you kind of get pulled to the library. You put black and green together, you kind of get pulled to the graveyard. Um, you put um, red and green together, you kind of get pulled to combat. That the, very much, if you notice, that the mechanics that deal with red and green are very combat-oriented. Bloodthirst was combat-oriented. Um... What was the one in, uh, the one where you discard cards, uh, uh, power, toughest pump, blinking on the name of it. Um, that the, you very much saw that, like, red and green is about, about doing damage and fighting other creatures, and there very, is a very strong feel of that when you get to red-green. That's where the center of red-green tends to be. Um, and, as I said before, that red-green definitely have a very destructive, that, that as color combinations go, um, maybe black-red is more destructive than red-green, but red-green's up there. Uh, black, red, and red, green are the two most destructive colors. I mean, obviously, it's red and red, red's two allies are the most destructive because red's a very destructive color. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I got here. I, I, uh, I left a little, uh, I didn't leave quite from my house, and I, uh, had good traffic. So we're a little early. I'm trying to wrap up here since I want to make sure you get your full, your full content of Drive to Work. Um, red, green is fun to design for, um, 
red-green creatures are a lot easier to make than red-green spells. Um, red-green spells tend to be combat-oriented spells or things that enhance creatures, auras, or, you know, red-green is very creature-centric and very combat-centric. And so creature, making creatures is just a little bit easier to do than making spells. Um, which is funny because in different combinations they're, they're different, but in red and green, uh, creatures and creature combat stuff is where it tends to be centered. Anyway, okay, I see I, I hit my threshold. Usually I try not to go under 28 minutes, and so we hit 28 minutes. We hit, we hit the mark. So uh, hopefully, guys, like I said, the uh, next up will be green-white. Um, I do these every once in a while. I, I, by the way, I got some feedback um, that people really want to hear this series, so I'm, I'm trying to speed it up a little bit. It, it won't be... It, it still will be every once in a while, but I'm, I'm trying to do them a little more regular so that I can get through them. Um, I know there's people that have uh, color combinations they're very fond of. Like, when are you doing this? When are you doing that? So I'm, I'm getting there. I know people want this series, so I'm, I'm definitely trying to make do. Um, but anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, Red and Green. Um, you got to be gruel to be kind. So I hope this was, uh, was fun today. But I am parked in the parking spot. I've been here for a few minutes. Uh, but we all know what that means. It means this is the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, no, instead of, yes, instead of talking magic, I'm going to be making magic. One of these days I will get this, and I keep doing it, I will get better at it. Uh, but anyway, uh, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.